Welcome back, my friends. You found us at long last, or perhaps you were even looking for us or came in the side door. Welcome to Fishing Without Bait, a lifetime without definitive expectations, where we help people explode into their lives through full impact mindfulness. The only insurance fee here is the honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness to try. And if you have a few pixie dust sprinkles of those, you're well on your way. We're looking to help people create themselves, not define themselves. I'm Jim Ellermeyer. I'm a behavioral health therapist, and today I'm delighted to have a previous guest on the show who we found so enchanting and full of insight of herself that we asked her to come back again. Welcome back, Mallory. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. So what we were talking a little bit about before uh, we got on the air was that here I am, obviously, uh, longer along the lifespan, perhaps have drawn a few more breaths, and you're in a situation where you grew up with social media. It was enveloped your life. It's been part of your life all of, ever since you've been born, where I went from uh, sending smoke signals to now to using smartphones. Yeah, for me, I around the age of fourth grade, I remember a lot of people wanted an iPod touch and that was like the first big piece of technology. And I really begged my parents for a Christmas. I didn't end up getting it. And I was, I was pretty devastated because I was the only kid in my 24 person fourth grade class that didn't have one. Ah. And then in the fifth grade, I still didn't have any technology, um, of my own. I had a radio cause that's mainly what I did was listen to music but in the sixth grade, I remember from after school, I would be going home to just home with myself after taking the bus. And my parents decided they wanted to have me to be able to communicate with them that I got home safely since it would be a couple hours before they would get home. So in the sixth grade is when I first got my first phone. And I was very excited because finally I caught up to everybody else. Okay. What type of a phone was it, Mallory? It was, I want to say an iPhone 4, but mainly I remember I had a very sparkly case. I was pretty proud of that. It was very bedazzled. That was the highlight of that. How did it feel when you didn't have one? I think, I'm trying to remember, like, back, I mean, I remember just being very devastated that I didn't have an iPod Touch because that was, like, the big thing. And then I remember, like, in fifth grade, because that is when I went to a new school, so... Already, I was like one of the new kids in this new school. And then it was like, there was the cool people that had phones because they could play games on their phone. That was a big thing. Like after school, when you'd wait for like the buses to be called, who could play on their phones, play the games. And I couldn't join in because I didn't have one. But I just remember, I did feel very left out because I was already a new kid trying to fit in a new environment in middle school, which is tough enough to fit in. I just remember feeling... Like, I was just like, I can't wait till I can finally join everyone else. Okay. So you wanted to fit in. You wanted to be part of. How does it feel to be not part of, Mallory? Oh, it definitely, I mean, it feels like you're excluded. I mean, there's like nothing you can do. It feels like in your head to join in. Like if you are lacking something and you don't have a way of obtaining it. I mean, in this case, I didn't really have an income and fourth and fifth grade I couldn't purchase my own piece of technology so I felt really helpless and I just felt like 
I was kind of annoyed with my parents. I mean, I see very much now, but at the time I was like, I'm already an outsider in this new environment, and this is just putting even more. So what do you say to parents who uh, have perhaps a stern boundary line and will not give their children this technology? What, do you, what would you suggest to the parents? I mean, I don't really have any uh, experience with parenting myself, so I'm just saying this from my own knowledge. Um, you know, everyone has their own reason and for doing so. I mean, there's a lot of, like, negative aspects, especially now. I mean, when I'm talking about the Internet, I'm talking about, like, an iPod Touch where we play, like, little video games. I mean, now, like, we're talking about, like, big social media, which there's, like, no, like, um, filtering of what children can see. I mean, there are, like, permissions and filtering, but, I mean, you really can't control what a child is seeing when they open social media. So it's a totally different playing field than what I'm talking about, what I had. I mean, I couldn't even imagine, like, subjecting, like, a young child to, like, all the, like, TikTok and Instagram and even on YouTube have to offer. I mean, it's just a whole wormhole right there. Right. Absolutely. And there's ways that hopefully when you're modeling behavior for your children that those type of things can be addressed. Uh, what I've dealt with a lot of times, Mallory, is people who were so disappointed that they couldn't be part of and they felt weird, they felt odd, they felt uh, like sidecars, they felt like they weren't part of. And I don't think parents realize how children need, they expect external validation to gain their self-concept and self-esteem, particularly uh, children above the age of puberty. Yeah, I mean, that's why it's it's quite difficult because by saying like no to like a young child in that range it's like i'm trying to do something better but i mean even when i was younger you have a very hard time of imagining the future and like the impact you're just focused on the right now and all they say is well my friend so and so is doing it their parents let them and i can't so it's a very difficult thing i mean that's why i guess like limits can be put in place but it definitely is a very difficult topic there's few things worse than an individual. And I know we always talk about young ladies, but young men are affected just as much by this because male egos are just, I think, even more fragile than females, actually, myself. And when you're not part of the mix, even on the periphery, then you feel isolated and you feel marginalized and you feel really disregarded. Yeah, I mean, that is definitely, I mean, I speak from experience. I remember that, too. It just goes round and round, you know. It's like, what do you do? Well, the idea is that, that I'm hoping that parents uh, recognize and trust their children. I think the big part is trust. Yeah, I think that also is, too. Um, when you said that, that reminded me of, like, television. Um, this was when I was in like getting into like higher middle school levels um, on demand was like a big thing that was on my TV. And I was so excited because I could watch reruns of like my old Disney shows, like was the Waverly place. And obviously like on that, I could have watched any movie I felt like watching. 
And I remember my mom was like, oh, I trust you to watch the shows that you want. I know there's like parent lock features, but she didn't put those on. She was like, I, I trust you to like watch the shows that you know you should be watching. And I felt like I was like able to prove myself and uphold that responsibility. I mean, I was like, look, mom, I'm, you know, I'm watching the shows. And because I knew in my head, like if I would disobey her, not only would that privilege be revoked. I mean, when it come for the next thing, my mom would be like, well, I couldn't even trust you with watching a television show. How am I going to trust you with, I don't know, going out with a friend or staying home by yourself for a couple hours while I get home from work? I mean, it's just like kind of like the relationship we had. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you had parents that were uh, interactive with you. And quite often, Mallory, while I'll either ask parents, I'll ask them, do you believe that your child can make wise mind choices? Or I'll ask a young lady or young man, do you believe that your mother and or your father uh, believes that you're capable of making wise mind choices? And when we can get in, when we can start that dialogue between a parent and a child about making wise mind choices, I think then we can find some common ground and get somewhere. Rather than just say, no, you can't have it. So earlier we were talking about uh, the advent and rise of influencers. So talk a little bit about uh, your experience. Well, I may not be the best person because I deleted TikTok. I got absolutely fed up with just the constant media and seeing everything. And honestly, it just really overwhelmed me. I remember like just how fast paced everything is and just how it's like there's never an end. I realized I was spending way too much time on it and I was getting zero satisfaction. So as of last August, I deleted TikTok. I had it for about three years. I didn't really use it as much like the first two. And then the last year, I, I really did because I was when it kind of was becoming very mainstream. I mean, everyone's on it. <laughs> and um, I'm at the point where I just really don't care. Like, I mean, it's everywhere. You see like an influencer and they're like, here's what I'm doing today. I'm walking down the street. I went grocery shopping. I'm like, I just don't have it in me to care about someone that I'm, I don't know going grocery shopping, like those very mundane things of someone that I'm never going to come in contact with. So what type of individuals do you think, what type of a void is missing in someone's life that they need to live vicariously through some other person's life? Well, for one, a lot of time on your hands. I mean, <laughs> if I know there's like money to be made in being an influencer. So that's like their main source of income. And it can like be like oh look at all these fun activities i'm doing but like you don't really see like oh i have to go to a doctor's appointment or i have to go like to the dentist like those aren't going to be like the shown parts it's like look how much fun i'm having so it's almost as if it's like i mean it's like that very like belief that everyone says like oh never believe everything you see online because it's they put their best foot forward but sometimes when viewing you forget that it's like oh wow this person's so fun and you're like oh well i mean that is what they do for a living. They make content. So quite often, Mallory, what I find is that especially young ladies develop some body dysmorphia by looking at these individuals that portray themselves on TikTok and they seem to have these perfect bodies and these perfect lives. Yeah, I mean, that's like the whole rise of... It's becoming like people say they're more aware, but I mean, you still see it. It's like... Not everything you see is real. It's a lot of Photoshop is used. I mean, now that like you can do it in videos, 
which is pretty crazy. And I feel like on TikTok when, you know, angles happen, filters, lighting. I mean, it's crazy, like, the amount of things you can do to turn a dull room into, like, this beautiful, vibrant space. Everyone looks like they're having so much fun, a lot of bright clothing. And when you're on TikTok and you just see so many videos, video after video of everyone, in quotes, everyone looks like that. You just are like, wow, the whole world's like this, except maybe I'm not, or why am I not like them? Well, it's always been my thought that the internet and all of this access to social media has turned people into surface thinkers. And hence we have the, my own thoughts, Mallory, is that the proliferation of the diagnosis of ADHD uh, is due to a number of things. Uh, better diagnosing techniques, of course, uh, environmental toxins, and also decreased attention span by the the flashing. How long how long did TikTok videos last? I mean, some seconds? are like seconds. You know, it's like four seconds, and it's like another one, another video. You know, I mean, it's like insane the amount of speed you can content. So you constantly have to be entertained. You know, and we've talked before. Mallory, about the difference between joy and pleasure, okay? Pleasure is something you need to sustain. And I always use the uh, potato chip metaphor, okay? Uh, as long as you're eating potato chips, you're getting pleasure. But the minute you stop eating potato chips, that pleasure is no longer there, is it? It's like using drugs or alcohol. But joy is something that's inside of you. Joy does not need constant reinforcement when you have that sense of joy. So what gives you some joy? I'd say for me, going outside, I love going on walks. Um, seeing, I have a, like four friends, anytime I see them, I never feel deprived of energy. It's just, we always just laugh with each other. I like to make art. That brings me joy. Listening to music. Those are my uh, top four. My guess is that as many times as you've seen your friends, those four friends, my guess is that every time you see them, you're just as excited and happy to see them as the first time you saw them. Oh, I could see them every single day, and I would never get tired of them. Yes. No, that's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about, Joy. And there was a uh, great philosopher. He was a Trappist monk by the name of Thomas Merton who said that we were created for joy, not pleasure. And if one doesn't know the difference, they've yet begun to live. So getting back to TikTok and the social media, uh, I don't know if most people are aware, TikTok is the most engaged site in the world. Uh, recently, it surpassed Google as getting the most hits per day. That is really crazy, but I am not surprised at all, just based on some, I mean, I hear conversations like, oh, do you see on TikTok? Oh, I was watching this TikTok. You send them to your friends, people share them with you. It's just it's very mainstream. It's like almost like you can't have a conversation with someone without somehow TikTok coming up, at least someone my age. So it used to be that people would be talking about a movie that was out. People were talking about a TV episode. Okay. Did you did you watch that episode? And they talk about that. Now it's TikTok and Instagram and uh, social media influencers that they follow. And if you're not involved in, if you don't have that particular app or you don't watch it, uh, do you feel like you're even part of the conversation? Well, here's the thing with me, because I can talk about it when I 
had it versus when I didn't. I mean, I was I was nervous about like deleting it because I knew it was just it was just not good for me. Mainly the attention span thing. I definitely felt I felt overwhelmed. And I felt like I was like this cannot be good. I mean, like back when like a TV show or YouTube, you'd watch one video in maybe a half hour. And now on TikTok, like a half hour. I mean, what's that like? Close to like five hundred videos. I mean, that's an insane amount of content. And then if you read the comments, you shouldn't have that much access to that many perspectives in that quick time. But another thing but um yeah so I was nervous that I was going to be out of the loop and then I kind of noticed that I remember one time in class this one girl she was in my group project and she was like oh we could like have someone it was because we had to pick a celebrity to be an endorser for this project we were doing and she said we could have this one coach she's really popular on TikTok do you know her and I was like oh no I don't have TikTok and I thought she was going to be like oh or something but she was like ah good for you and <laughs> so the thing is i don't know how for like people younger than me because i feel like that wouldn't be the case but at least people my age i'm i'm noticing that when i say like oh i don't have tiktok or someone's like you know what i, I got rid of it too or i know my one friend recently deleted tiktok because he was like i just realized kind of the same thing you were saying that it's just too much is very superficial and it's just not giving us joy it's more pleasure so i feel like from my age people wouldn't be as judgmental because i feel like that's something that comes with age too but i feel like if i was in the sixth grade and i said i didn't have tiktok i would be very much an outsider very much so absolutely so it seems to me mallory that not only people take their uh validation of themselves and their self-constant self-esteem is how many likes and how many views they get of whatever they put out there. Yeah. We're going to continue our conversation with our guest, Mallory Sherman, an artist who we found just absolutely entrancing. And what more is we found the mayor and what's more, we found the many layered personality of her. And you can certainly uh, connect to our website, which has recently been revamped. You'll find some links to uh, Mallory's website. And as always, we offer a free prescription, fruits, nuts, and vegetables, and unplug your television and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest that you fish without bait. Do a kindness for another and do a kindness for yourself. Forgive another and forgive yourself. If we're all not God's children, none of us are God's children. Till all are free, none are free. Namaste, my friends. If you're interested in flying the colors of fishing without bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait.